it has. It has created this expectation of what we call B2B traffic or this business to business really working more like the consumer side. And that line's getting really blurry. And I think that's a good thing. Welcome to the McNaughton McKay podcast, your electrical connection. Each episode, we meet with an industry expert to tackle real issues in manufacturing. Join your host, Austin Davidson, to get the latest scoop on automation products and solutions. Today, I'm joined by Cecilia Madden. She's the Corporate Director of Marketing and Digital Technology here at McNaughton McKay and based in Atlanta, Georgia. And today, she's going to help me understand what McNaughton McKay and suppliers are doing in the space to keep up and enable our manufacturing customers to really tackle this digital revolution that's going on right now. So to get started, Cecilia, uh, will you give us just a few bits about yourself, uh, your experience with uh, McNaughton McKay and any other expertise? Yeah, I have been been around for a hot minute. I've been with McNaughton McKay for 19 years, always in sort of this web and digital space. So I've been, I guess, uniquely positioned to watch it grow and change a lot over the past uh, 19, 20 years as we've been on this journey. On the podcast, we're usually talking about solutions actually already out on the plant floor. But today we're going to be stepping back and assessing before we even get product there or support or anything else for our customers. Obviously, there is a lot of steps that come before anything is installed on the plant floor. So from a high level Industry-wide, what would you say you're seeing or hearing or, or what is driving the marketing and digital technology portion of McNaughton McKay? Yeah, I think for us and for our industry as a whole, for a long time, we were very reactive. I think the space as a whole um, and us specifically and our supplier partners are seeing that it's really starting to pivot more toward real-time information and information that's available in a self-serve capacity. So not necessarily having to even make a request, but being able to find what you're looking for online and it already being there before the customer even really realizes that it's there. And I think that's not just necessarily for us as a distributor. Suppliers are starting to feel that as well. Um, And having that information readily available, whether it's a spec sheet, or whether it's um, a drawing, having all of that information available however you want that. Some people want that through a mobile app. They want to scan a barcode on their phone and that that pop up and have that information. And some people want that in a different spectrum as having all of that sort of available in a self-service capacity before really the, the end user even needs it. It's just already out there. And it's all being driven off of our manufacturers and our customers need to have that information because people are working different shifts. Um, You know, you've got somebody in at a night shift and a part goes down and they need to replace it and they need instructions on how to do that. They don't need to call somebody on a tech line that they can't get until the next morning. They want to be able to pull that up on a YouTube video, for example, right, and watch how to install that part. Yeah, I like that you brought up, say, third shift, because I know that from the, say, product side, 
there's a lot of things that we're doing to try and empower people that maybe they weren't the ones who installed the device, but certainly they might have to repair it at some point. So, right. It's always so much harder to fix something when somebody else built it or put it in. um, And you're not privy to that information. So that's great. And I also like the example of being able to scan the barcodes with the cell phones. I know that I was just told recently, our cap team actually does that to help manage uh, vendor inventory or excuse me, manage customer inventory. And I, I thought that was, it shouldn't surprise me nowadays, right? With everything a cell phone can do, but I just thought that was super interesting. Yeah. I think it's, it's amazing what cell phones have the impact that they've had. You know, I remember years ago, we talked about the impact of the phone and how great it was going to be. And then what the tablet was going to be beyond that. But I think we're really starting to see that now in the manufacturing space you know, the information's in your hand and we have an expectation for it to be in our hand and our daily, our daily lives, right? If I, if I need a battery to change that on my headset, I'm just going to go in and pop that into my phone and I'm going to order it and have one delivered. I don't even think twice about that. And that crosses over into our workspaces as well. Well, and, and you said a couple things that I like. So one was, especially with the changeover of generations, I think that the expectations of younger people, whatever whatever workplace it is, people expect a lot more than they used to because there's a lot more at our fingertips nowadays. So it's it's a little bizarre to see the disconnect sometimes between what we may expect from Amazon and what we may expect from somebody else because companies like that have really driven things into such a behavioral change for everyone that you kind of got to keep up with it or it seems like you're you're missing some bells and whistles. Yeah, you have to keep up. I think the the sort of difference, at least what we see, and, and we've been following industry research and, and working with our peers, and I think they see the same things too, is it has. It has created this expectation of what we call B2B traffic or this business to business really working more like the consumer side and that line's getting really blurry. And I think that's a good thing for, for our space, right? Because those expectations can start to be met in different ways when we start to say, no, we're, we're, it's all just sort of shopping traffic or it's all searching for information. One of the sort of interesting things that we see though on the manufacturing industrial side is that things like search don't always necessarily equate the same as they do in the consumer space. So like, you know, you and I search for a battery and I want a a double A battery, but that's not necessarily how, um, if you're searching for a replacement part for, you know, your line that's down, your search mechanism is just a little bit different. As far as I'm concerned, you're basically discussing human factors and how we can take those and, present the customer with something that is more suitable to their needs. So we, we've we kind of spent a few minutes talking about what you're seeing in the industry, what people are expecting, taking some of that information and feeding it back in. So I guess the other side of it to me is what exactly is that driving from our side or how does that translate to the path forward from, say, the marketing and digital technology side? 
Yeah. So you, you hit on something with saying that, you know, the human side of it. I think that's important to know um, and important to always keep in the forefront is that as great as automation and digitization of things are, is there's still a human factor behind the scenes. And that's still important, I think, in our space and in all of our spaces. And for us, that means things like really retooling our websites and our digital platforms and our mobile applications. So if that's, you know, enhanced barcode readers so that you can use that from your cell phone and do the the vendor inventory that you mentioned earlier. So it's everything from that to um, even making sure that we have search configured so that when you um, search for one product and that returns, that we also offer you the things that go with that so that you don't have to perform secondary searches to find those. Yeah, that's actually something that is even helpful for me uh, from the specialist side is uh, a lot of the times, you know, we used to have these very large catalogs that people that are maybe um, older than I am very familiar with. They can move through those things like lightning. And I, I try to move through a catalog and it's like I got peanut butter on my fingers or something. So now everything has shifted to that digital platform and it's really it's really helpful when it's useful but some things can be just different enough to make it very frustrating if it hasn't been if it's not suited for you some well you know what i mean right and i think that's the that's sort of the magic sauce that everyone's trying to work out right now is how to really bridge that gap to really make some of those assumptions on your behalf, right? So if you're, if you're searching instead of peanut butter fingers through the catalog to sort of anticipate, oh, I think you're looking for this and let's offer some suggestions based around that and then let you configure it from there. And I think that's where we'll start to see things like um, configurators. And we just um, launched one of those on our site for some of the Rockwell products to where it allows you to sort of go through the process of configuring a custom solution and you can walk through like, you know, tool tips to do that and it creates the end result for you. So you don't have to go in and search for those individual part numbers because goodness knows I wouldn't know what those were if I had to configure one of those solutions because there are obscure things that you might not need on a daily basis. This has come up in a couple of episodes, I think mostly surrounding training and usually the difference of generations is thrown out and that's an easy one. But back in the day, the amount of products and technology that were available were only so large or so vast. And nowadays, like you said, with everything increasing so quickly, I think it just gets to a point where everything gets a little too saturated and it's too difficult to know everything. So it's very important to have suitable resources that you can lean to and actually get the answer that you need, but get it quickly and make sure that it is accurate. And it, it alleviates frustration. I was reading some, some articles a while back and they were talking about how the user's experience was just a, a constant source of frustration for them. And they felt like somewhere, I think it was 48 to 50% of their support calls could have been avoided if there were just better information available for them with a search or online. And I think that's pretty telling, right? If, if people think that somewhere around, say, 40 to 50%, whatever that number was, 
of the times that they spent trying to get support through either a phone call or some other, other sort of fashion that was delaying them actually from doing the work they needed to do um, could have been resolved if that information was you know, more readily available at their fingertips. I'll be completely honest. I don't have an exact number for it, but that would not surprise me as somebody somebody who's fielding the calls. A lot of the time, you just got to gotta point somebody in the right direction. So that I think removing that blockade is basically what you've been alluding to and is what it sounds like has been the motivation from your team's side with the new website. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's been a really driving factor for us as we've looked at not only the things for our new website that we, we just launched, but looking for what comes next. Because I think, that's, I think that's often a misconception with anything digital is that you launch something new and then you sit back and watch it and it does its thing, right? But usually by the time you launch something new, you should already be working on how to improve that because the space is growing and changing. And the environment's growing and changing and the user base is growing and changing. So I think we have to be sort of constantly evolving along with that. And a big piece of that is listening to not only what we're hearing in the industry and in the technology space, but listening to what we're hearing from our manufacturing customers and what they're feeling and what they need and, and really trying to help them along that process because it's all about the partnership. It is definitely all about the partnership. We're only as good as the guy next to us. Well, that is all the questions that I had. Before we wrap up, do you have anything else you'd like to add? No, I thanks for having me. And you know, if, if your users haven't checked out our, our new website, I'd, I'd encourage them to do that. And if they have any feedback, we are always welcome for that. Well, you heard it from Cecilia. If you haven't checked out the new website, that is mc-mc.com if you're unfamiliar. So if you have any other questions about the website or anything else that we have presented on our previous episodes, please feel free to shoot us an email at podcast at mc-mc.com or reach out to your local McNaughton McKay account manager. Cecilia, thanks for coming on today. Absolutely.